Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness. If you want to learn how to be better at selling or you need to land meetings with clients, then you're in the right place. Today, we're joined by brand new author, David Delaney. David has just released a great book called The Sales Development Framework. As you might imagine, it's all about a framework for building a winning sales development team. In this episode, we talk about David's journey in getting the book written and released and some of the challenges he had in getting all of that right. Later in the episode, David shares his three must-haves to building a great SDR team and their people, process, and technology. We also talk about what tech stack everyone should be using right now. As a bit of a teaser, David says there's one piece of tech that we all must be using or we'll find it significantly harder to be successful. And no, it's not just a CRM. That's a given these days. You'll have to listen to the end to hear what he has to say about that. Before we jump into this episode, let me share two things with you. If you want to get access to some of the best sales skills or sales tactics for free, that's 100% A-OK with me. And all you need to do is jump across to my LinkedIn profile. And if we're not connected, let's connect. But right there, you'll see on my featured section, there are always some great things absolutely free for you to grab and put to work straight away. It could be free training in a video format or might be just an infographic, maybe a free PDF downloads, whatever. If you want access to the very latest tactics and skills, then your best bet is to subscribe to my fortnightly newsletter where I share the best sales strategies I've found during that latest two-week period. I don't spam you. It's just one email every two weeks, nothing more. I currently have over a 1,000 sales professionals getting that as of today. Feel free to join them and me and simply go to markmc.co to sign up. Or feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn or via the website, or even via Twitter. Now, let's hear from David and all about his brand new book. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This week, I'm delighted to have David Delaney along. David, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Quick introduction. So, David Delaney, you're the founder and CEO of Tenbound, Director of Sales Development for a software company called Acton, host of the Tenbound podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way, and listeners, make sure you get your ears around that. And most importantly, and very excitingly, a brand new author with a brand new book called The Sales Development Framework. So, David, we'll spend a bit of time on the book, but can you tell us a little bit about Tenbound and and what it is that you do with your day and who you are? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, Tenbound focuses on the sales development space, obviously, (laughs) everything that we're doing. And, you know, in the tech industry here, in the Silicon Valley and now, you know, worldwide, a lot of the companies have sales development teams. So they they break up the sales team into the the front end, you know, sales development reps, SDRs, BDRs, et cetera. Then they've got the account executives and customer success. And so we really focus on that front end. And we've got content, research, 
advisory and events that try to bring that industry together and offer, you know, advisory and solutions for people trying to figure that out. And so I've been doing this for going on five years, actually, and new to this entrepreneurship space and running a company and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's been great. So do people, businesses subscribe to 10 Bound and then get access to the resources? Is that how that works? Yeah. You know, on the advisory side, you can think of it this way. There's a ton of free content on on the site. And so if you want to do it yourself, you know, we've got all the usual research papers and blog posts and webinars and things like that to help you. If you need a little bit more support, then we offer advisory services so we can stand in as a fractional manager, build playbooks, do training, things like that. Okay. And what sort of companies do you typically work with? Are they they tech or are they only tech? 100% uh, software as a service companies. We we would love to, you know, (laughs) expand beyond that. And primarily here in the Bay Area, in the San Francisco area, you know, it's just, it's a really hot industry right now. And most of the companies that are focused on software as a service, one of the first things they do is hire a sales development team. And once they have the sales development team, then it opens up a lot of issues and they start needing advice and (laughs) content and training and things like that. So that's where we step in. Yeah, because it's just not as easy as what people think, right? So people think, I'll just hire a few people and get some phone numbers and, you know, how hard can it be? Hey, David, it's Mark. You want to buy my stuff? And you you and I know it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting topic. I mean, that's why I've been, before I started 10Bot, I was running sales development teams at software as a service companies, right? And then we started this. It's an interesting topic because essentially salesforce.com, when they came out with structuring their sales team with a sales development team, they made a big splash. There was a big a book that came out called Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross, and it became sort of the Bible of how to set this up. So, you know, like I said, a lot of these companies, they get some funding, they find a market, and the first thing they do, they buy Predictable Revenue, and they set up an SDR team, and then it's like, what do we do now, right? Yeah, go to page 14 in Predictable Revenue. I've got that book somewhere here. And it was. It was like the Bible, right? So it's what it was. I think things have changed a lot. But anyway, so but I'm really interested to hear what you think. So you've obviously spent some time writing a great book about sales development. You know, that's your entire focus. So tell us a little bit about the sales development framework. Like, there's a lot of stuff. And we've already said there's some great books. Why do you need to write another one? What's, what's, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Where's the holes here? What are we doing wrong that we don't already know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because, you know, we were joking around before. It, it took five years to write the thing. And essentially, where it came from was we were running a sales development manager training class. So it was pretty unique. There's a couple other companies that do it now. But back then, it was hard to find. You could find SDR training, you know, similar to some of your programs, Mark, you know, where the individuals could learn prospecting and, and cold calling and all those skills. But we, we saw a niche where there wasn't a lot of training for managers on how to start the program and build it and run it and be successful. And so we've created a manager training program that we've been doing now for about four years and iterating on it. And so essentially with the book, we took that manager training and broke it out into chapters and built it out so you could just buy 
the book and run it yourself if you wanted to, instead of paying to take the training. I hope you'll still take the training, but you could just buy the book and, and do it. So it could be for anybody from you know an executive who wants to start an SDR team or they were just handed the SDR team and they're like, what do I do with this? I don't even know how to do this. Or you're a middle manager, you're running a team or even an SDR who you know wants to step up and be a manager at some point. It gives you a framework to build the program. Okay. All right. So it's definitely for the managers, the leaders, or the aspiring managers and leaders rather than an SDR's handbook on how to do things. Or does it include that as well? It's more of the strategy and and tactics for setting up the program and running it on a daily basis and being successful. And that's funny that you mentioned that because hopefully it won't take five years, but we do an SDR training class too. So I got to get that Hopefully it'll be a shorter time, but I got to get that done at some point. But this, yeah, this is definitely, you know, it's interesting because SDR management is is a really uh, tough position. I mean, people don't realize it. I mean, it, a lot of times it's SDRs who get promoted and suddenly they're managing a team of people to get results through a group. And they're like, oh my God, you know, and they psych loud, they burn out, they, they're like, ah, they go back to become a sales rep because it's, it's, it's a tough job. So we hopefully can make it a little bit easier. So I'm interested in digging in a little bit into like the process of writing the book. So let's get into the, like, so you said it took five years. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that process. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, it was. I know, dude. And, and that's funny. You said yours took six months and I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I had that kind of <laughs> discipline. It's just an interesting time. I mean, I had been in the corporate world for 20 years before this between corporations and and startups, software companies and stuff. So when I started going out on the entrepreneurial path, one of the first things that we did was set up a payroll where I had to make payroll for myself from day one. You know, I'd never done that before. So it was a, a question of starting the company, putting products and services out to market, making payroll and surviving and, and making some kind of contribution to my family. <laughs> and then in the back of my mind, I was like, I, I'd like to get all this down into one book or one guide. And so built out the the manager training and started doing that and just putting notes into a file, working with different editors. And when you can put a little time into it here and there, and suddenly four years had <laughs> passed and it's like, I got to get this thing done. So Yeah. Did you get an editor to help you at all? Oh, I mean, I cycled through a bunch of people who tried to pull it together with me. And I, 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 that's why there's like about 20 people that I thank in the book. Uh, they tried so hard, but it was just, I, you know, I, I was hard to work with and stuff like that. So anyways, long story short, I interviewed a guy for our podcast named Kyle Van Voris. And just an amazing guy. Uh, you should have him on your show. It, it, he he's you know just a, a really great, gen, genuinely awesome person, and he knows he's forgotten more than I know about sales and entrepreneurship and all that stuff. And he said something really interesting. He he goes he had written a book and it, it did really well. And he, he said everybody should write a book. Just the process of discipline and pulling people together and all the stuff that you learn. And it's kind of stuck in the back of my head. And I, I finally got a ray of 
light and I said, hey, man, I've got like this big file full of craziness <laughs> that I've had for four years. Do you want to be a co-author, you know, and, and let's work on this together and, and bring it to market. And thankfully, he agreed. So we were able to do it. Well, congratulations. It's a good feeling, as you will know. So when's it due out? It's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually, it, it dropped yesterday. So it's... Hey, well, congratulations. <laughs> and we ordered some and there's only like five or six mistakes in it. So we'll fix those. And But it's it's there and it's it's awesome. And I'm, I, I just, I'm so psyched that we can share this and I just think it's awesome. But hey, that's just me. <laughs> Let's give the listeners, a, you know, a couple of reasons to buy it. So what's different about, what do you talk about in the book that people don't know? What are you doing differently? What are you telling them to do differently? Like give us a couple of those nuggets if you wouldn't mind. Like, and you can choose. I'm sure there's a couple of really good ones in there. One thing that has come to mind, it's it's sort of a, it's a leadership book that's sort of masked as a sales development <laughs> framework. And so the reason that I took that angle is if, if you think about putting these programs together, you can kind of boil it down to there's the people, there's the process, and there's the technology that's plugged in. And especially around here, I mean, the first thing that people do when they want to start one of these is they buy a bunch of bright, shiny objects, which is great. I mean, you need a, a solid tech stack, but that's kind of where they stop. So they really focus on the technology, maybe a little bit on the process. And then as far as people, it's just like, let's just get some butts in the seats. I mean, anybody could do this type of attitude. I mean, not not obviously not all companies think like that, but they look at sales development as like really tough job. Let's just get some really junior people, stick them in there and it'll be great. And so we try to flip that around. And so we start in the book with, Let's think about the culture from a people perspective. Let's think about the culture that you want to establish on the team and make sure that it reflects the type of team that you would like to see in the future. And that's really up to the leader who's going to start the team. They've got to come up with like a hypothesis for what their culture is going to be. So we have them go through like an exercise of, Let's write down what your culture statement will look like. Is it high performance? Is it team-based and, and supportive? Is it a learner mentality? Like, what do you want to establish that as moving forward? And then once you get it down, then you share it and you start to form the actual culture as you move forward. So we start with the culture, which is a little bit different than most of these type of, of books. I think that's great. your outreach getting you labeled as a spammer what once worked in b2b outbound doesn't work anymore the goalposts have moved and so must your approach to sales sure you might land the odd conversation or even a reply to an odd cold email but is it scalable will it provide you with enough revenue to hit your yearly goals having worked with sales teams all over the world we see what works and what doesn't our new POW coaching program provides sellers with access to the very best training available today. It doesn't matter if you're a team of 50 or a team of one. We have flipped traditional sales training on its head and allow you to learn in your own time and still get the important coaching help that you need. Grab all the details at markmc.com POW. 
I don't know what it's like in the US right now, but I can certainly say here it's very difficult to get salespeople. What we're seeing is people that have got jobs don't want to move because of fear of you know starting a new role and then having to prove themselves in somewhat challenging times in relation to COVID or whatever. So if you go to a new job and you're on, you know, you don't perform, you're in on probation and then could find yourself without a job. So there's a tendency for people to stay where they are. And at the same time, businesses are thinking, let's get back to work. I need people to start driving revenue, start booking meetings. So there's an increase in the amount of positions, no one's moving. So there's a decrease in, in available talent. So it's really putting some pressure on what we call the business development sector, you know, so SDRs, AEs, anyone that's generating revenue. So I don't know if that's the same over there, but as a result, there's not a lot of people around that can do it at the moment. So it's interesting too, because there's sort of a, I mentioned this a little bit, there's kind of a stereotype of business development slash sales development. There's a lot of different ways to put it, but it's essentially that team that's prospecting and following up on inbound leads. There's a stereotype of, that it's, it's got to be like someone right out of college who has the right resume and they've done sports and, you know, it's, it's, it's like it shuts you down to a lot of potential employees that, you know, could be amazing for the job. I mean, and, and could potentially really do a great job. And so I always try to encourage people to look beyond just the stereotype from a culture perspective and really give a diverse audience a chance for the job because they could do a great job. I was going to ask you about that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Some of my best clients have got a really diverse age range of of SDR slash lead gen. And in fact, what we've found is that middle-aged men and women are actually very good, you know, ringing people up and having a business conversation with just that little bit of extra, you know, life experience, you know, people that have been doing those types of roles for a long time and aren't focused on how quickly can I become an AE? You know, they're very comfortable in, in their role, aren't using it as a stepping stone. They treat it as a profession, you know, and they're very good. You listen to them and their tone, their pace, and they can handle objections really easily. And I do think there's a challenge in relation to putting, you know, your most junior employees all the time on the front end of, you know, your first engagement with your prospective clients. So I'm interested on your take on what you think there. You're the sales development framework author. You've got all this sales development experience. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really interesting because when I talk to leaders, I don't know where this comes from, but they've always got that certain stereotype of what they want the SDR team or the BDR team to look like and be like. And I think that there's just a lot of causation. I think there's a lot of ageism in the tech industry in general. If you're kind of over 40, you know, you're put out to pasture for some reason, which is really strange. And there's a real emphasis on energy and doing stuff. And it unfortunately freezes out this whole part of the population that would be terrific at the job if you gave them a chance. You know, I think COVID may have helped us a little bit in this regard, you know, because now you can work at home. So it's it's not necessarily that you're coming to the office and everybody has to look the same and act the same and play ping pong and, you know, do foosball and stuff like that. Now that it's more remote, it's all, it's more about the results that you're getting. And that's really what you want at the end of the day from the sales development team. It's, are they setting appointments for the sales team? Are they building pipeline? Are they doing it reliably? Who cares what 
their background is necessarily. I, I so yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that I'm just thinking as we talk. Maybe that work from home thing will make it easier yeah. for you know mums and dads that maybe have got kids or whatever want to stay home and and do you know four or five, six, eight hours a day on the phone. That might work really well for a lot of people. Does your book cover off you know how to manage? culture in, in like a work from home sort of remote situation do you cover any of that sort of stuff in the book it does yeah it was funny because it was part of the editing process over the last year because a lot of it was emphasizing being in the office and doing morning circle stand-ups and going out years and stuff like that so we had to do some editing because it, it is it's quite different and it's almost there's a lot of books I see popping up now on on the nuances of managing a remote team, but it, we definitely cover off on that and and dive into the, how to make that successful because it's critical right now. Yeah. So, David, what do you think are the two? Like, if you had to just pick two, what two mistakes do you think people typically make when they're setting up a sales dev team? If you were coming to meet me today and I had a sales dev team of twenty people, before you walk in the door, what would you be going? I bet you this is like. What, what, what do you think they would be? Yeah, it's a good question because at first I thought you meant if you came to me and you were like, I'm going to start from a blank slate. That's an interesting problem right there. But if you if you came in and you had 20 already and there was something wrong, I mean, that's been necessary when people call us, I would start to break it down. Okay, we, let's take those three aspects, people, process, and technology. And one of the first things to look at is let's take a look at the process. How are leads flowing to the team and how effective is that? And how is the technology working together? And is it a hindrance or is it helping the team to be more successful? And then let's look at the people component. So is the culture strong and supportive and healthy? Are they getting enough training and coaching? Did we hire the right people to start with? Or was it kind of wing it situation to just sort of fill the room with 20 people. There's a lot of questions that you could start asking in that respect too. So that's probably where I would start there. Okay. And if I can put you on the spot, what's your favorite tech stack at the moment? Well, I mean, there's the foundational parts that you have to have these days. You, you can't just have Salesforce and, you know, a list of leads from somewhere. And I, I think anybody that listens to this hopefully knows that already. So hopefully they pass that point, right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, but if not, you know, give me a call. I'm happy to walk you through some stuff. So you've got to have a, some sort of sales engagement platform that sits over the top of, of your CRM. And so HubSpot, you know, has both. And we try to stay agnostic, but there's some of the big names is HubSpot. Even Salesforce has a sales engagement platform that sits on top of theirs. And then SalesLoft, Outreach, VanillaSoft, Zant, there's a number of players. They essentially create a workflow for the SDR so they can stay on track with what they're doing all day. So you got to have some kind of sales engagement platform. And then data, right? Data is the lifeblood of sales development. You only have so many inbound leads. Um, a lot of those inbound leads need to be enriched and enhanced with good information. And then if you're going outbound at all, you've got to have names and phone numbers that work correctly and are integrated into the sales engagement platform. So, you know, I would definitely look hard at, at those technologies. The other one real quick that is making a huge impact in the sales industry for AEs, but a little bit also in SDRs, is conversational intelligence. 
if you haven't looked into conversational intelligence, I would drop everything right now and become an expert in this because essentially you're recording the calls that you're having and we're doing everything on Zoom. So you're recording the calls and then these platforms will pick out the key components of the calls and give you advice and intelligence based on what is happening on the sales call. And so, you know, is the salesperson talking too much? Are they asking enough questions? Are, is there enough of a use of a certain type of word? It's revolutionary, really. It really is. So that's one to look at too. So, and that's companies like Chorus and that sort of thing. Yeah, Gong is really big over here. Gong, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So, David, how can we get hold of the book if we're keen? So, you know, listeners are listening, thinking, okay, this is something that might help me. How do they grab themselves a copy? Well, there's an infinite supply you know, <laughs> on our website, just T-E-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. And right at the top, you can pick one up. Even if you just, if you put a, the number 10 and then B-O-U-N-D, I, I bought that. And so that goes over to it. So yeah, pick it up and let me know what you think. Leave a review and, and give, let me, you know, give me your thoughts on it. I, I'd love to hear from people. Okay, so I'll put that link in the show notes so that people can grab that straight away. What about if people want to hear more from you or get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to do that? David, is there a social media channel, for example, that, that you're on the lot? or? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn way too much. It's my little advice. <laughs> uh, but I, I love LinkedIn. Connect with me for sure. It's, it's Dulaney, D-U-L-A-N-Y. Yeah, I mean, I would love to come and visit you sometime. You know, it's this not being able to travel is absolutely killing me. So I hope someday can make it down there and be there live. Yeah, well, if you ever come down, feel free you know, come to Sydney and I'll, I'll shout you a couple of beers. It'd be my pleasure. <laughs> David, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on the Boss Podcast, mate. It's been terrific. Thank you very much and, and good luck with the book. Thank you. Thanks, mate. How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you for free? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. All you have to do is leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts as it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us find more great guests in the future. And of course, the better the guests, the better the sales strategies that we get. The good news is it'll only take you about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access the review function directly from the device you're using right now to listen to us. I'd really appreciate it. Simply leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either via DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email and I'll send you a copy of the book straight away. So that's it for this show. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.